Hello, welcome to Inside Bodymore, our Aston Villa preview show to look ahead to Crystal Palace on Saturday afternoon, our first three o'clock kickoff for what feels like forever. Uh, although you probably correct me in a minute and say that's wrong. <laughs> I'm Dan Rowitz and joined by John Townley as John Townley reports back from being inside Bodymore this afternoon. Just have to explain what the name for the show is every week, it feels like. Uh, John, how are you? How's things? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Back at home. Yeah, I'm with you, Dan. Obviously, we played Everton, played Hibs. But what have we had? Three away Premier League games, one at home. So, yeah, nice to get back to Villa Park tomorrow or on Saturday. And, yeah, feeling confident as well. We need a win, really. Two losses, two wins. It would be nice to get a third win on the board and climb the table a little bit. It is early, of course, but I think we could get to, like, seventh tomorrow, maybe sixth. But, mm. yeah, that would be a nice way to um, to start the weekend, I suppose. Uh, I suppose the start of the weekend has just happened, but... <laughs> we are doing this live by the way for the people that are listening to this I mean it's a very short shelf life for this show tonight uh, it's half six as we record obviously the game is three o'clock so for those that are listening to this after the fact this was recorded live so bear with us a bit it's been one of those days for me I've been absolutely all over the place before we just started I was running around here there and everywhere doing stuff at home um, let's get into it then with the presser the, the part of the show that we normally start with where the first question I usually ask you is how was Una Emery change that up in terms of the order this week what was the food like, John? What have you had? Talk to me. I've had a cookie. I didn't really eat is much. That is that what I do these days? <laughs> I barely have my lunch, to be fair. I've been like everywhere um, and it's nearly seven o'clock at the time of recording. But uh, yeah. Oh, you, to, Dan, you can't complain though. Um, it's well, free food. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. Cookies are nice. Something a bit more substantial these days. <laughs> no, it's only a press conference. So I'll take what I can get a body more. It's a bit out of the way. Like You have to obviously travel out, out of Birmingham to get there. So there's no... Do you know what I mean, like you can't just go to the co-op afterwards or something because you've got to come all the way back home. And yeah, I'm not going to complain though. Cookies were nice. I had two of them and a bottle of water. So yeah, can't complain. I would complain if I were you. <laughs> to <the> team, good <laughs> enough for a Premier League football club, but we'll, we'll move on. Um, Uno Emery then, how was he? How was the mood? It's, we spoke in the, obviously in, in the international break about how bloody boring they are. Uh, was it nice to be back in amongst it and talking about the Premier League? Yeah, for sure. The international break, oh, we said it previously, but it's just so long and there's another two coming up, one in uh, October, one in November as well. So not looking forward to those. Um, but yeah, nice to be back and amongst it again. Obviously, we've got Europe next week in Poland. I don't think there'll be a press conference at Bodymore on the Friday because the game is on a Thursday night, obviously. So the mm. players have got to come back to the the whole um well all the journalists as well so we won't be able to make it to the press conference if there was one which there won't be so it'll be after the um or there might be actually for broadcast i don't know maybe we should clarify that later on down the line but i won't <laughs> be there <laughs> i'll be flying back to bhx so yeah um yeah nice to be back amongst it and i think it's seven games in 22 days or something that villa have now Pretty mad, so, isn't it? yeah this is going to be a test of the squad that you're on mute, mate. I think your mic might have just uh, cut out. You mentioned there's seven days, uh, seven games in 20-odd days, and I kind of went, oh, it's mad, isn't it? It's a lot of games. But, you know, Emery said in the past, we want to be playing lots of games. That, that's what we're in football for. If you want to go and play multiple competitions, like we will be in the Carabao Cup and, and games in, in Europe as well. I'll keep filling for you, John, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you want to play a lot of games, don't you? And that's that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly that. And that's the whole reason why Villa finished seventh last season and why we pushed exactly. so hard wants to play in Europe he's played in Europe for 16 years now and you know you, you get like comments from Telemans which we'll go on to uh, which were kind of blown up portion really he was only asked a question uh, but him saying that he wants to play more and you know Emery 
turns back today and says that, well, I want that from my players. I want them to be frustrated when they're not playing and I want them to improve. And having a long season where Villa could be playing well in excess of 55 games, if they go far in competitions, which you'd expect them to, especially in the Conference League, every player is going to have to play their part. And um, yeah, we'll see that more as the campaign unfolds. Yeah, what was the kind of standout line then from from uh, Emery in the press? I'd kind of ignore any injury updates because we, we obviously do that separately. Was there anything else interesting that stood out to you? I think it was just the Taylor stuff, really. Again, I think it's kind of been blown up. It, we mentioned on the Monday show, I believe, that you know he, he was asked a question about his game time and what, what's what's he going to say? He's not going to say he's happy or pleased with it, is he? So um, mm. Emery was asked about that and he mentioned, I'm just going to quickly pull it up, <laughs> that again, he's obviously spoken to him and, he, and he's okay with players knocking on his door because they're um, trying to improve and trying to better themselves and I mean, it makes sense, really. If Tiedemans wasn't frustrated by it, then, um, you know, is that a play that's going to uh, add much value to the squad? Probably not. And we know he will. And um, and I think when he has played, actually, so far this season, he's, he's done well. He's played out of position a few times because I just think it's so hard to dislodge that partnership between Kamara and uh, Louise. So it's going to be difficult for him to play in that double pivot whether he plays more advanced, um, you know, that can be the only resolution, really, mm. unless he starts ahead of one of them and Emery's rotating, but he needs to take a chance as well. So Emery's kind of said um, that he's, as far as he sees it, it's like a, I suppose you could say like a, a, a non-story, if you will, that he's frustrated or, you know, that's it's just normal. It's just that he was asked a question on international duty, which makes sense, really. He says he's happy with him and he, um, yeah, he's happy that he wants to improve and, I'm not surprised by how he reacted to the comments that uh, Tiedemann's made. Let's go on to injury update then. That's always the bulk of a press. That's, that's the things people are most interested in. Yep. The things that fancy Premier League managers across the country are looking at thinking, oh, is he going to be back this week? Is he back this week? Who's fit? Uh, the headline news, I guess, is Alex Moreno has, has been uh, training with the squad and is available, I think was the word, for tomorrow's game. Yep. Uh, do you want to kind of round up the, the injury news for us? Yeah, uh, Moreno has been training since last week, full training that is. Obviously, he's been working his way back from that hamstring injury. So he's been at Bodymore for, you know, um, obviously didn't go to America, but he's been there over the summer, just not training with the group. Or, he's he, picked he, on like of, exercise bikes and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, you're, and things. you're loading, um, you know, sort of in that loading phase again. He must have lost a bit of muscle or whatever after, because it was quite some damage that he did to his hamstring. So he's been out for four months mm. nearly. Yeah. Um, so it was a big injury if that was I don't know say if he got injured in um, December he'd be missing pretty much the rest of the, the season you know give or take well, so, uh, it comes at a good time doesn't it because he's only missed yeah. the summer break really yeah and, and if he, if there's any player in the squad that probably doesn't need a pre-season in terms of getting used to Emery's ideas if there was yeah. one of them <laughs> you know you'd probably say Moreno because he adapted so quickly to what Emery has asked of him so hopefully he can play a part tomorrow I don't know whether he's going to start or not obviously that will We'll only know at two o'clock. Um, I think Luca Dean has actually played very well this season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with all most of the players have struggled against Liverpool and Newcastle, but in terms of the Hibs games, that game confidence and the Everton game, he was very good as well. So, if Moroni doesn't start, I, I still expect Villa to win the game. Uh, but hopefully, he can play a play a part. Diego Carlos, he is out. He obviously had a hamstring injury against Liverpool before the September September international break. Talking too quickly, and. It's not clear when he's going to return yet, but he said it's only a small injury, Emery. So okay. I wouldn't expect that to be, you know, too far down the line that he returns. But he's quite a big guy, isn't he, Carlos? So you, you feel that if he's going to pull a muscle, it's going to be quite a 
Do you know that, it, that seems to happen when they're it's got, it's a big, big muscle guys. to the bear, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because he's a big guy, he's powerful and what mm. we saw with Achilles that, that that didn't go well. Um and then the hamstring now hopefully won't be out for too long. I don't think it's like necessarily injury prone in his career. I don't have the numbers just to hand about how many Not games he's he he really well. No, of course. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh Bertrand Chore, he's out as well. Timmy Rubin is out, as we know, and obviously Mings and Buendia as well. So that's six players, if I've counted them correctly, that are going to be out for tomorrow. Obviously, two of them are long-term and Tim hasn't played yet. But Emery did say that he uh, that he likes Tim and he thinks that he can contribute this season as well, which I thought was interesting because he hasn't really spoken okay. about him too much because he hasn't played apart from 45 minutes against Walsall, uh, which was the first preseason game of the summer. Um, you've obviously mentioned Moreno a little bit there and we'll talk about predicted 11 later in the show we'll also do our predictions as well and give a quick update on where we are with our head-to-head uh, league table on guessing the right scoreline it isn't going well let's, let's face it <laughs> the people that are uh, tuning in live on YouTube this evening get involved in the comments and we'll read out some of your either comments or score predictions will be handy as well to get a gauge of where people think Villa are going to be at uh, against Palace tomorrow just quickly something we don't usually do but uh, a bit of an injury update from the Palace side of things so there seems to be quite a lot uh, yeah. I should have first names here as well, but I don't. I've got Lerma, hamstring injury. Gahey, likely to miss the game. Franca, back in a few weeks. <laughs> Tompkins, has a minor injury. And Elise, not ready yet. It were uh, Hodgson's words there for each of those players. It's quite a lengthy injury list, isn't it? To, what are you laughing yeah. for? <laughs> just the not ready. I can imagine someone asking him, is Michael Lee safe? And he used three words, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they were the headline words for each player. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. More in-depth report from Hodgson was available elsewhere, but I mean, who really cares? <laughs> That's quite a lengthy injury list to Palace, isn't it? And already in a yeah. game where I will, again, we'll do predictions in a sec, but I think Villa are better than Crystal Palace and should win tomorrow. But with the injuries that Palace have, it weighs heavily in Villa's favour that they are the favourite for tomorrow, even more so than they probably were beforehand. Yeah, for sure. Um, Gary here is a huge miss, isn't he, for example? I was going to say that was. I think that's the key miss. I think Jefferson Lerma is actually a, a very good player. Um, mm. I think he gives he gives a bit of, a, well, a lot of bite in midfield. I don't know how many games he's missed Lerma, but I didn't expect him to miss the game. Obviously, I haven't been following Palace so far this season. Um, they'll finish eleventh again this campaign, I'm sure. They're just one of those things that they just they kind of just get the results at home when they need to and lose most of the games away, like Q, you know, two 0 Palace tomorrow. But um, yeah, that's quite an extensive injury list. And Mark Gay, as you say, is a key uh, player for them. I think he's their captain. He obviously got an injury on international duty with England, a half-time one, and Harry Maguire came on and <laughs> loads of stories have come after that. Yeah. So, yeah, Villa come into the game as clear favourites for sure. But at the same time, it's going to be a Palace team. They're going to sit behind the ball playing for a point. But they do have some top players as well. Eze, I've got a stat for you on Eze. He's completed 13 dribbles and created seven chances from set plays in this season's Premier League, which is more than any other player. And Villa okay. aren't so clever at defending set pieces at, um, since yeah. Emery arrived, actually. And maybe mm. we'll get onto that later on. But um, Odson Edward as well has been amongst the goals. Palace have always had struggles in front of goal, at least over the past uh, couple of seasons. And obviously they've had Sahar, who's appears to have like carried them I suppose in some ways and I don't know whether him leaving has helped them overall I don't know kind of that Jack Grealish Harry Kane situation of you know they've adapted quite well with that so team. far yeah kind of the yeah the main player leaving and then other players step up I don't know I haven't again I haven't really watched them too much I know they've got some good results seven points mm. from their first four games so they sit above Villa um yeah steady start for Palace and I think they're unbeaten in both of their 
away games so far this season. They beat Sheffield United and got a draw against Brentford. So that's two very good results away from home. Yeah, so I've got the, the score lines in front of me. I was going to say, I've not watched much, if any, of Crystal Palace this year besides goal highlights. So, you know, we're not going to offer any insight here. But yeah, beat Sheffield United, lost to Arsenal 1-0, drew Brentford, beat Wolves 3-2 last game before the international break, seven points from four. I suppose the kind of wider talking point here is that I think this is probably a good, a decent barometer of where Villa are in, in a weird way, which probably sounds a little bit silly. But in Everton and Burnley, we've played two sides who... You know, we were kind of, kind of overhyping Burnley a little bit. So far, they could still go on to have a half-decent season, but at the moment, they're, they're not a good side. You've got Everton and Burnley, who are bottom six sides, let's say. Newcastle and Liverpool are the top six sides, probably more so than that. Palace, like you've already alluded to, will finish 11th. You know, they're going to be 10th, 11th or 12th, aren't they? We've lost, we've beat the sides who, you, who are in the bo- bo- you're going to expect to be in the bottom six. We've lost to the sides who you expect to be in the top six. It's... Can Villa make up the numbers points-wise by beating sides like Palace at home, who are going to be a steady mid-table team? They'll win one, they'll lose one, win one, lose one. If Villa can comfortably beat Palace tomorrow and put on a good performance and, and get the job done, I would look at that as probably one of our most knowledgeable results in it in such a small sample size of going, mm-hmm. well, I can take a lot from that because Palace are going to be middle of the table. If we can comfortably dispatch them, we're automatically kind of like best of the rest of the top six, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and Palace come across to me, at least, as a team that are always going to be in games as well, at least so far yep. this season. I don't know. Mm. I mean, they lost to Arsenal. That was their only loss of the season, actually, and they only lost by one goal, if yep. memory serves me correctly. They haven't gone and beaten in their first three top-flight league games since 1994. So if they avoid defeat against Villa, that's their best start away from home, basically, for okay. you know what, 30 years or so. Um, yeah, they're, they're well-drilled, but... I think it's one of those as well. If, if Villa win, you can't really get. And I know you're not going to get carried away by beating Palace at home, Dan. But I think it's one of those where Villa need to I'm get those results. Emery said in his press conference today, he said that at the moment we're. I think he said it was we're like a balance. Obviously, we've lost two, one, two. Palace mm. is a well. If we don't win, all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, bad start. But if we yes. win, it's like oh, it's fine because you know Newcastle and Liverpool are difficult games. So I think you've got to take it into um, take it all into context, like. I know this is going a bit off track, but I saw earlier that Newcastle oh. have had to come out to back Eddie Howe, which is just... <laughs> <laughs> they've finished fourth. I know they've got good players, but you look at the start of the season they've had. They've played Villa, which is a tough game for anyone, and they won 5-1, although you know maybe the scoreline should have been um, more equal. I don't know, but they still beat us. Teams will lose to Brighton away, and they lost to Man City away, and then they lost yeah. to Liverpool. Like I know they're three defeats on the road, and they've got big aspirations and stuff. But if you take those games as singular, can you lose to Liverpool at home? Yes. Can you lose to City away? Yes. And can you lose to Brighton away? Yes. So for Villa, it's the same thing of can you lose to Newcastle and Liverpool away? <laughs> Absolutely, teams will. So mm. do you know what I mean? If we can go on a decent run of form now, you know, go to Chelsea and get a result, hopefully um, beat Palace, that sort of thing. Then all of a sudden you're looking at it and thinking, well, Villa are in sixth after uh, what, how many games would that be six games played a european game and also and that's a brilliant start and you forget about newcastle and you forget about liverpool and those kind of i, I don't know i don't want to say poor performances because maybe that's been a bit harsh but there were some mistakes in those games it's, it's still the start of the season and as we said last season we gave teams 13 games on us last year and um yeah we, and we still finish where we finish so we're still in a good place but you must carry out with, we do need to get results though. If we don't get something against Palace, then that's, uh, so if we don't beat Palace, because I think, you know, you need to win your home games against teams that you're going to be finishing above, hopefully. Yeah, you have to do that. And tomorrow is a, it's uh, it's a big game. 
We spoke about it on the Monday show this week, just gone about the stat without Ollie Watkins' XG and how it's the most XG in the league without having scored a goal yet and how, how silly that is after four games. It's the same kind of thing with the league table. It's two games yeah. played, two, two one, two loss. It's, you, know, you kind of look at bigger trends further down the season and from a podcast perspective, we were you know, grand plans over the summer to do a video every day and all these kind of things because you know, at the back end of last year, we were doing that. But you're talking yeah. about a whole season that's come before it. We can't have these yeah. wider discussions about individuals or something after three or four games. It's like, no, and that's why... It's like 10 that's games or so before we start like, overanalyzing things. Yeah, it's like there's only so much you can ask, you know, Emery, with four games <laughs> yeah. gone. Um, so, yeah, you, you want to kind of get to the meaty part of the season. And when Villa do get to that part, kind of after Christmas, I think they'll be in a good position. But it's game against Crystal Palace at home that you you need to win because you'll look back at it and think oh well if we played that game now in May we'd, we'd win because there'd be so much enthusiasm and you know positivity yeah. and we'd, we'd be so much better after months of uh, practice in Unai's system that he's trying to play this season so yeah you need to win the games that you um, that you're expected to basically if we're trying to finish uh, you know top seven again Talking of small sample sizes we've played four games against Crystal Palace at Villa Park since we got promoted do you want to have a guess at the record we've got against them at home? Four games since, okay, since so, uh, four games at home. Yeah, okay, I, w- I won't overthink it because that ruins the concept. I think we've probably won like three. Is that right? So, yeah, one three, draw one. Three. So, I remember against Palace at Villa mm-hmm. Park. Uh, I remember, remember the draw. I was on, I was in Porto for that, and I had it on my phone. The point here is that Villa are good at Villa Park as well. What is it, seven or eight wins at Villa Park in a row, dating back into last season as well? Like, so I've got Fortress Villa Park, haven't we? And these are the games that you you do expect to to go to as a fan and think we'll win today because we're playing a side that we're better than. We're very good at home, and yeah, like I said, we'll do predictions in a bit. But that's spoiler alert. I'm go- I'm going for a win. Just wanted to go back to the Matty Cash interview we did in the summer, uh, or you did rather, and the point that he made about how. Ian Emery will assess the previous game at the stadium they're about to play at, which is a terrible way of saying it. But if we're about to play at home, they don't watch Liverpool away. They watch the yeah. previous home game. And obviously, we've had two away games in a row since we last played at home. They'll be looking at the Everton game in preparation for Palace tomorrow because that was the last home game, which, feel again, it feels such a long time ago. Do you think that will have any impact? That they, Again, from their perspective, it's like, well, let's just ignore the away games. Let's focus on what we're good at at home and do that again yeah unless he analyzes Hibs as well um but <laughs> yeah. there's not much you can take from either game really i think the opposition was so poor um but there's actually things i think that we can work on after winning 4-0 against everton yeah which is just a lot about the toffees i think i think it's a good idea because uh, emery wants to get that feeling for um i think that's actually the words that cash use he wants he wants to get the feeling of uh, where they're going to be playing and, and how they're going to play it and Top managers are doing that at the moment, are they? I know Arteta does that quite a lot. He brings a lot into training about where they're going to be playing and it's about the atmosphere and how they cope with uh, the challenges that, they, that they're going to get from the game, not only um, against the 11 players that they'll be playing against. So Villa have made, I think, a steady start. Again, I think we expected mm. the results that we've got, really. I know we've predicted Villa to be unbeaten so far, but that's because you know we're not going to put them to lose. But I think it's the margins that have gone against them in terms of us losing 3-0 against Liverpool through some sloppy goals. Newcastle was obviously we lost by four, um, conceded five, but lost by four. And even the Burnley game, it was disappointing how we conceded. So there's a lot that can be ironed out, I think, uh, over, over the coming weeks. I just hope that they can, that, that can happen quickly, if that makes sense. You, you don't want to become a thing where Paul Torres is still making a few mistakes here and there come two months you know, down the line. Um, not just to pick on Paul Torres, by the way, <laughs> but as, just as a general point. And 
yeah, I think Emery will get his players um, working towards exactly what he wants as the season goes on. We've just got to get results, as many results as we can, and points even, uh, up until that sort of November, you know, because then it's the international, but the final international in, final international break then and then you can really start to assess whether um where villa are we would have played in quite a few european games then as well so um let's go to the predicted 11 then the part of the show where i mean let's clarify this once and for all so that we have this confusion every single week now are you here giving me a team that you think emery will play or is this the team you would like to see play this is the team that i think emery is going to play hence predicted yeah. <laughs> one change is it moreno for dean Ooh, uh Carlos isn't playing either, so of course, two changes. Yeah. So I think I have Bailey in there. Um Bailey in there as well. Bailey and McGinn will probably be switched uh from the graphic. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, oh, but they but they, they it's transitioned down, they changed every now and again. Yeah, I mean I, I picked Mirano just because he's been training for two weeks and because he's available. Well, he might play Luca Dean instead. That's just kind of a, a I don't know, a flip of a coin sort of thing. I, I don't know. He said that he's kind of um yeah, he's been training well. So I kind of just put him in there. This was actually done before the press conference because I felt so confident. Um, but yeah, I think Bailey could play uh, from the off again because I actually thought he played very well against Everton. Uh, I know mm. it was a 4-0 and Villa controlled most, most of it, but I think he linked very well with Diaby off the right. And it yeah. was probably one of Leon Bailey's best games in a Villa shirt, to be honest. And I know that doesn't say too much, but I think he played well and he's had a lot of criticism, but in that game, particularly at Villa Park, I thought, I thought he did good. And against Palace, I think it's another opportunity to kind of get his confidence up a bit more. And I just think he works well on that right side with Diaby. I think they link well. Obviously, they know each other. And I think there could be some opportunity there to, you know, get, there's not going to be a lot of space, I don't think, when Villa attack, put it that way. And I think we need quite a few attackers to kind of work with each other and combine and be a bit cuter than what we would have been Um against the team like Everton who are going to afford so much space because they're just a poor team defensively. I think that's, that's spot on to be honest. I would say that Dean will probably likely play. Although yeah. Moreno was trained, I think to just chuck him in from the start. Not that, not that There's no need to rush him because he's obviously a very good player, but Dean's done all right and, and it should be fairly capable when of having a decent form against Palace. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would expect maybe Moreno gets minutes in Poland. Possibly, or again, you just go with Dean and give Moreno another week, and he starts next week against Chelsea. Possibly, Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Chelsea away game actually already. Um, again, if we can That's get results, Palace, John, come on, one. No, game I know, but if we can go, if we can get a result against Palace, you go into that Chelsea game so much confidence, and um, they're beatable on that as well. Exactly, they're beatable. We did it last season, two 0 and again, if we can get two results over the next uh, two weeks, then we're in a good place. And I'm not sure, is it Brighton and then Wolves? I think. Listen, no Premier League game is easy, but Palace at home, just win the game, whatever the scoreline. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to be met here by a chorus of boos. There is no opposition view on this episode of Inside Bodymore. I have to just get that out there and clarify for people who have been waiting to hear the, the expert view on, on Crystal Palace. I did message two or three uh, podcasters or you know, fan accounts or whatever and had conversations of, oh, when are you free? Oh, I can't do this day, I can't do that day. I'm on my side as well uh, and just couldn't get it across the line this week, unfortunately, which, to be honest, saddens me as much as anything because we've had to talk more about Crystal Palace at this than I would like. So I'd rather just go, here's the expert, let them do it. That section's been very good, but yeah, sadly no Palace one and I will do my very best to get one in place for Chelsea this time next week. Yes, it's, been, it's been a long week, hasn't it, John? Seven o'clock on a Friday night as we record now. Just, it's not the time. Yeah. You get people in the comments saying, you're the only with the international break to <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, try, I honestly really tried hard, but... Uh, At least yeah, it didn't lose one race. 
yeah, it yeah. wasn't today. Um, we normally end with predictions, but we're going to get that out of the way here because we've got a few, but it's a housekeeping to do it in the away from match day section. So, John, predictions so far. Um, you sit on uh, two points for the season. Uh, I sit on four. I got the Burnley result spot on with a 3-1. Um, you've got the, the result right twice with beating Everton and Burnley but didn't get the scoreline we both yep. put us to draw away at Anfield I did 2-2 two, two, you did 3 all. just doing different <laughs> uh, that, that, that went well didn't it I got uh, I, me, I got, I got half of the uh, I mean you got half of it yeah we got zero points for the opposition scoreline so um, <laughs> yeah I'm slightly ahead but you know like the Premier League table it's early days John there's still plenty of, yep. plenty of game time for you to get back into this so Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace at Villa Park this weekend. John Townley, what's your prediction? 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa straight in there. Confident? Yeah. Yeah, I'm confident. Um, again, I don't think it's being, um, I don't know, naive to say. I just think we're a better team than Crystal Palace and we have enough to beat them. Yes, they've made a good start, but I think we can uh, we can, we can, can beat them. I was going to go with 3-0 and say, oh, let's have a clean sheet Ooh. at home, but... That feels slightly bolder than I would like, so I'm going to go 3-1 and say that I expect Palace to score at some point. I don't know who from, to be honest. I don't know who their kind of key man is, but you, you can just see them scoring off a set-piece, can't you? Like you mentioned earlier, they're good at them. We're not very good at them. As uh, so a Palace to nick a set-piece goal, but Villa to be comfortable in the end. 3-1 winners, let's go for that. Uh, we're here to do a little bit of housekeeping in the away from match day section. This part of the show is usually reserved for, oh, we've launched a new kit, or let's talk about the stadium or whatever, but we've done all that kind of stuff, so let's talk about ourselves for a little oh, bit. It's our turn to sell something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, and I want you to sell to me, John, the Europe special. Yeah, so it's basically just a preview of uh, Villa's first European campaign in 13 years now. Well, longer if you go into group stages. But um, yeah, it's only three quid. Myself and Matt Kendrick have been working on it. And it's many thousands of words previewing Villa's uh, Europa Conference League campaign. We're going to look at the uh, the group. So the teams that will be playing in the groups, the other teams that are in the competition, uh, some analysis of who Villa could be facing, hopefully after they win the Group E. I think it's Group E, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, there'll be features in it, kind of a scene setter, Villa's Greatest European Nights. Matt wrote that, which is a really good read as well. I read that this morning. Get the old Are guy you... to write that. Makes sense. <laughs> to be fair, I, d- I didn't want to... Um, I, w- I was asked to write most of it, but some of it I couldn't really write because it was, as you say, Greatest <laughs> European Nights. I have no recollection of a great European night, really. Uh, I remember Ajax, like, watching mm-hmm. it on the TV. You were like, but I can't write about it. So, um Matt came in clutch there. Um, and yeah, really good piece. So yeah, many thousands of words on that. And you can get it online. There'll be a link somewhere, Dan, if you want to yeah, comment, maybe. Um, yeah, worldwide delivery. So if you're in the USA, Australia, you'll get it. And I think they're shipping now. I think they started shipping a couple of days ago. So if you did buy one for £3, then it should be with you soon. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably just some cool memorabilia. If Villa, if Villa go on to win the Conference League, then you've got something kind of tangible with it as well, which is a nice Birmingham Mail uh, newspaper insert. So, yeah. Only, only three could as well. Yeah, let's wrap up soon. And a couple of other bits to sell very quickly. There'll be loads of information, by the way, in the comments down below. I say sell. I'm not asking you for any money for the next bits, but sell it as in, you know, let's talk about it. Um, so anything we talk about here will be in the, uh, the podcast notes on Spotify. I think if you scroll down, there's, there's a, a bunch of text that'll be in there for YouTube again. Just scroll down and you'll find it. And the bulletin show, John, your new little feature on Spotify only. So again, we're broadcasting this to YouTube. There's a exclusive audio only show now. I'm not going to say daily, but 
a couple of times a week, maybe, the Villa Bulletin. Talk me through it. I mean, originally I had planned for it to be a, a daily briefing, basically, of all things Villa, so what's happened every day. But we kind of thought, well, if we do one for tomorrow, for example, then everything that I'm going to be talking about, I've just spoken about on the Inside Body Morse show. So it's basically going to be like a filler, I suppose, um, mainly for the weekdays, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday or Wednesday to Friday I don't know who knows we've had one go out so far so hopefully if you've listened to that it's only 10 minutes um, that you enjoyed it it's basically just to keep you informed kind of like a bite-sized podcast of here's everything that you might have missed um, from the Birmingham Life website uh, me just talking about it so yeah 10 minutes you can listen to it if you're at the gym if you're cooking if you're in the office and you just want to get a get up to speed of everything that happened the night before or the day before um you can listen to it in the morning i don't know it's up to you but it's there if you want to listen to it it's free it's 10 minutes and yeah it, it won't it won't take up too much of your time it's just the major stories that are going to be happening throughout the day and maybe some analysis and, and opinion involved as well do you remember the Claret and Blue newsletter? Old time viewers of the Claret and Blue podcast. We used to post it either once a week or when we did a big interview, we'd do a big written piece to go out to emails as well. And we'd do a, a weekly roundup where we'd say, here's all the content we've done this week. If you've missed any, here's a handy email into your inbox every Monday or whatever it was with the six podcasts that we've done recently. That's coming back. Hooray, <laughs> said everybody. Uh, we'll be sending these after every single podcast we upload this time rather than once a week. We obviously, we, we won't spam anyone with, with adverts or anything like that. It will literally just be, if you sign up, again, link down below, it's free. You'll get an email notification from me or John every time we upload a podcast saying, hello, we've uploaded a podcast, here it is. Uh, so there'll be a link down below for that as well. And again, anytime we do a big interview, when those come back, the Clarent Blue News that are subscriber base get those early. Inside Body More is done live on YouTube. Uh, I will have edited this down a little bit for the audio-only listeners, but I think it's been a good show. Um, upcoming next is the post-match reaction show on Saturday evening. That will be me and Matt Kendrick. 7 o'clock-ish is our expectation for a 3 o'clock kickoff, and we'll chat for half an hour about the post-match vibe, basically how we feel about what we've seen, how outraged we are at whatever we've seen at, at Villa Park, <laughs> uh, and how uh, happy we are about three points or, or whatever happens. And then the Monday show will be back on Monday, as you'd expect. John, you'll be yep. back for that one to analyse whatever happened at the weekend and also look ahead to our trip, or your trip at least, to Poland uh, next week as well, which will be a crop up plenty of talking points, I'm sure. So, John, thanks for joining me on Friday evening. Thanks, everyone, who's watched along live on YouTube. And for those that are listening after the fact, between now and uh, tomorrow afternoon's kickoff at Villa Park as well, cheers for tuning in, as always. As I said, loads upcoming, so stay subscribed to Car and Blue, and we'll see you all again very, very soon. <laughs>